Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ce soir? So tonight we arrive at Mélenchon. What do you think? Um... You like Mélenchon, perhaps? For me to choose, I prefer Mélenchon to Macron, because Macron is for the rich. I am not rich. When Emmanuel Macron decisively beat the far-right Marine Le Pen in 2017, the promise was of a new era of moderation, transcending the old left-right divide, the grown-ups would be back in the room and consign so-called populism to the fringes. But France is more bitterly polarised and divided than when this former investment banker triumphed half a decade ago, and the far-right has never been closer to taking power in any Western European nation since 1945. In the first round of the presidential election, the frontrunners included Macron, Le Pen, yet another far-right candidate, Eric Zemmour, who has enjoyed vast media coverage, while the left-wing firebrand Jean-Luc Mélenchon enjoyed surging popularity in the final weeks. The socialists and the Gaullists, who once dominated French politics, have all but collapsed. We've arrived in Paris on the night of the first round and gone straight to Mélenchon's headquarters as the first poll projecting the final result after the voting has stopped is announced. Uh, from campaign headquarters uh, for those who are through and the kingmakers. And there you have it, Emmanuel Macron uh, with a, a lead Devant after the So the polling's in and people are pretty devastated here because Mélenchon's done a lot better than predicted in the polls. 20% is not enough. Le Pen has edged it into the second round against Macron. That is not a choice, I think, that many people here are going to want to have to make. And I'm going to be interested to find out, actually speaking to people, whether some of these people are even going to vote at all. I might not vote, yeah. Are you scared, even though this is a terrible choice for you? Are you more scared, Le Pen, a far-right president? I am scared if I vote, and I am scared if I don't vote, because if Emmanuel Macron is re-elected again, it's, uh, it means that in five years it will not be Marine Le Pen, it will be Eric Zemmour, because Macron is destroying the public services, the school, the public school, the free school, the free university, the free hospital, and everything he's doing is creating a monster. He's creating the right, the hard right in France by his actions. So I can't say, yes, is uh, something to protect us from the far right because he's creating it. I truly think that um, our country is not fascist, but there is this rise of fascism and I'm so depressed about it. When I see Macron, when I see Le Pen, for, for me it's the same. And I'm so, so depressed. I, I, I cried when I saw the result. I was so depressed. So this is my feeling right now.
We're inside Mélenchon's HQ. It's quite in the media scrum. It's going to be very intense. We're going to try and talk to some of the people involved in the campaign, see if we can see how people feel it went, where's it go from now, and is Mélenchon going to throw his weight behind Macron? Seems unlikely. What people are saying right now, immediately after the defeat, is one thing. What are they going to be saying in a week when the polls are showing Le Pen and Macron neck and neck, in theory, you know? That could change. And then I think the other key thing is people want some kind of bone thrown by Macron. You know, in, in 2017, everyone voted for him to, to defeat the far right. And over the course of five years, Macron has done effectively nothing for, for the left. So it'd be nice from the Mélenchon supporters' point of view to have some sort of gesture made towards them to say, you know, well, I'm not going to do this reform or I'm going to do this or that. Um, so we'll have to see how, how Macron also conducts his campaign. Is he going to make an effort? Because responsibility uh, perhaps shouldn't be only on, on you know, the supporters of, of Mélenchon. That's how politics work. You have to give people a reason to vote for you. And, and so far, Macron hasn't really done anything to make uh, people on the left, um, you know, believe in his product or want to go vote for him. What's the strategy now for the French left? Fight. Keep fighting. Never retreat. Never go back. Always fight. People like us because we fight for them. That's when people left you, is that when you see you, you are scared. You are scared to fight for them. If you keep fighting, it will happen one day. Stay brave. <laughs> so it's the morning after the first round. We know, obviously, it's Macron versus Le Pen. We need to get out of Paris. We need to talk to people up in the north where Le Pen is doing very, very well. And I want to speak to voters in Douai and also Henin Beaumont. That's where she voted. That's where she represents. And I want to see, obviously, what Le Pen voters think, but also how are those people who voted for Mélenchon going to vote? Are they going to vote for her too? In 1970, France was so beautiful. Now France is a garbage can. So, Mr. Macron, if at the vote you're elected, do something for us, because otherwise the yellow vests will come for you again. So good for you, be elected, but I tell you, Le Pen, she will beat you. So may I ask who you voted for yesterday? Why Mélenchon for you? Because I want Macron to get out. And then it is Macron or Le Pen, what do you think? Will you vote for Macron or...? No, Le Pen. You will vote for Le Pen, yeah. Why Le Pen for you? Because Macron, he has to get out. There, that's it. He did nothing for us. He thinks only of the rich. It's a guy who thinks only about dough. There, that's what I think. He hasn't understood a thing about the guy who gets 1,100 or 1,200 euros a month. And they are asked to do overtime, unpaid or to be recovered. And then they are told that their salary will be increased, but that's not true. Not true. The employers will never raise the salary. It's not true. Well, Macron, he's a banker. So, a banker, the big heads. The little ones will stay little. There is no word. There's nothing else to say. It's Marine Le Pen. There's nothing else. Why? I'll tell you one thing. I'm 67, right? I have voted for more than 40 years, the right, the left, after listening to my brother. You voted for the socialists in the past. I voted for the socialists. I voted for the right. I voted for what's-his-name to block the father of Marine Le Pen, Mr. Jean-Marie Le Pen, on the advice of my brother who unfortunately died. So I listened to him. I listened to him. 
I listened to him. In the end, I'll tell you frankly, I screwed up because since 2014, when I arrived here in Henin Beaumont, the city has been transformed to 300%. That, I can tell you, is all I have to say. So this is Marine Le Pen's offices, which makes sense, she represents the area, uh, but it's actually based on Place Jean Jaurès. Jean Jaurès was the assassinated French socialist leader. He was killed actually back in 1914 as World War I broke out. Not natural bedfellows. Anyway, let's see if they're in. Chers frères, nous sommes venus du néant pour elle, par-delà les hémisphères de l'Antis. So Le Pen is very popular here. Why is this? Christopher Tuturek, first deputy mayor of Henin Beaumont. Because here I think her speech is particularly recognized. First of all, because here we are in a city and in a region that the left has betrayed a lot. That is to say, we are in a region that has experienced the closure of mines, the closure of factories, without economic reconversion. And finally, if you want, Marine Le Pen, her speech obviously hits the nail on the head because her fight against immigration, her fight against insecurity, the way she talks to the working classes, obviously it works. And in Henin Beaumont, in particular over the past eight years, the situation in the city has improved considerably and it translates into a national vote because the voters are grateful for it. We talked with people who voted for Mélenchon, but who might vote for Le Pen now. What do you think about it? Le Pen? That actually seems pretty consistent to me. Today we have Jean-Luc Mélenchon's voters who probably voted for him for social reasons mainly. And today we have Jean-Luc Mélenchon telling them to go and vote for Emmanuel Macron, who is the most liberal and anti-social candidate of the political class, who will tomorrow probably push back on the retirement age. This is not very coherent. So it is normal that the voters do not follow his instructions. As this northern corner of the country underlines, France is a cauldron of discontent. Voters have abandoned the old centre-left and centre-right parties for alternatives which, in different ways, pledged to overturn the existing system. The so-called Gilets Jaunes, the Yellow Vest movement, emerged after Macron imposed a carbon tax which disproportionately hit the less well-off. An attack on the idea of a just transition to tackle the climate emergency which doesn't fall on the shoulders of the poor which environmental campaigners have demanded. Their movement, and savage police attacks on them underlined that Macron's so-called centrism is profoundly authoritarianism and it's helped crystallise fury against the incumbent. Most Mélenchon voters will not vote for the far right, though a significant chunk will abstain, but some will. These are citizens who do not necessarily think in terms of left and right, but believe France's social order is rigged against them. For these voters, the Mélenchon left offered the most convincing answers to their grievances, but now they believe Le Pen is the only means to give an establishment they despise a bloody nose. It's easy to berate these voters, but snarling at the disillusioned is rarely convincing. How does Macron convincingly win them over? I came back to Paris to talk to Zineb Al-Rezou, a prominent pro-Macron journalist, and asked her why she thought so many were disillusioned with the president. I think that uh, the growth of the far right in France is, can be explained by um, uh, the conspiracy theory, uh, by the fact as well that people maybe forgot 
the forgot their history. They forgot that the rights they have today, they paid the price of blood and wars to have them. And today I have the feeling that a lot of French people forget that they are extremely lucky and they are among the nations who have um, the who have the most rights in 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 the world. So so they're not grateful enough. Um, sorry? Is it a lack of gratitude? Um, it's a lack of uh, realism, you know. This far right um, uses the fears of people. They're using, the, they, they, they're playing on the lower instincts, on the lower uh, fears of people. And they, are, they keep saying that France is collapsing, France is a poor country, it needs to be saved, it needs to be saved by them. Uh, um, uh, and I think that Macron is just mm, the alternative to this negative speech. And he is just suggesting, giving a positive vision of, of the country. And that's why I'm personally seduced by, um, by his project. To see him on the TV, uh, uh, I feel like vomiting. It, it, it is, this, this, this man is disgusting. Didier Eribon is a French author and philosopher from a working class family who was born in Reims, northern France. I wanted to find out why so many voters in working class communities, not least in the north, have defected from left wing parties and right into the arms of the far right. If you feel that the party does not anymore represent what you are, you stop voting for this party. And the, there is no natural link between uh, being a working class uh, man or woman and voting for the left. You vote for the left if you think that the left represents you on the, in the political and the public sphere. If it does not anymore, you, you try to find another way to be represented. Uh, that you're, to, to have your voice heard in the political sphere, so you, you start voting for uh, another party. And it has been, unfortunately, the National Front, Jean-Marie Le Pen and then Marine Le Pen. If some left-wing uh, voters do vote for her, I, I do not like that, I uh, condemn that, uh, uh, it's a pity. But I can understand the process of people who cannot do anything else to express their anger, I will abstain. I will not vote for Emmanuel Macron. So I will abstain and I will, I, I will say so publicly. I will abstain. But surely, it, it, objectively, it will be worse. It will be worse. Bad. But I think Marine Le Pen, there is no risk that uh, she has no chance to, you don't be, think to, win. to win. No, uh, because there will be uh, enough. But if lots of people abstain, she's got a chance. No, she will, she will be higher than she was in, uh, in the last election five years ago, but she will not win. No, she, she cannot win. The, the system is... Uh, it sounds then that you're relying on other people to vote against her. You know, I, I, um, my, we, we are asked to block, faire uh, barrage, to block uh, Marine Le Pen. But, Macron blocks, blocked democracy. He repressed the young people demonstrating uh, about uh, the cli yeah, I mean, cli climate. I, the no, climate, no, I totally agree. Uh, I mean, I, I totally understand the argument against Macron, but I suppose the issue is, you know, there's a difference between 
very bad and extremely bad. <laughs> and there's a gap in people he, living that gap. He has just said this afternoon, when I was elected five years ago, it was because people were supporting my agenda. And he didn't learn that people did vote for him because they wanted to block Marine Le Pen, not because they supported his agenda. His politics is uh, anti-social, is, 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 is violently anti-social. How can I vote for him? It's not, not even because I don't want, because I cannot. As in Britain, Spain, Ireland and the United States, the radical left surge in France has been driven by younger voters. Although the far right has more appeal amongst millennials and Generation Z than elsewhere, it's Mélenchon who topped the vote amongst the under 35s, with Macron trailing a distant third. It's amongst older voters, particularly the over 70s, which delivered Macron his first place position in the first round. Yet the left has a case to answer for. Multiple left-wing candidates split the left vote, and if they united behind one campaign, as former socialist presidential candidate Ségolène Royal urged the left to unite around Mélenchon as the leading candidate, then Le Pen could have been prevented from making it to the second round. Over the last few years, the radical left has surged in many countries, but except as a junior coalition partner, it hasn't taken power on its own anywhere. It needs to soul search if that's to change. But given the stakes, many younger leftists who despise Macron, who have indeed suffered under his rule, feel they have no choice but to vote for him to stop the far right, even as they rankle at the idea that their votes will be used to suggest a mandate for Macron's policies. I arrive in Montreuil, a traditional stronghold of the left in a Parisian suburb, to talk to Pablo Pilou Vivian, a young left-wing journalist about the traumatic choice many of his generation face. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's very complicated because a lot of people in France like don't want to, to choose between Macron mm -hmm. and Marine Le Pen. For me, it's like totally different. You cannot say it's, it's, it's the same, you know, like to have a, a neoliberal uh, like project for, for France mm -hmm. is like totally different than to have like a fascist yeah. project for France. So for me, the, the, the choice is very simple. It's like we have to vote for Macron, even if, you know, we know what is going to be, what the next five years going to be. You know, Le Pen. Mm -hmm. 
if she wins, mm -hmm. what the hell happens? What does that even look like? I don't want to think about it. But you're you know? going to have to. Yes, I'm yes, yes, the question. Yes. Come on. No, 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 no. Yes, what does yes, it look yes. like? Le Pen's France, which could be two weeks away. I think, you know, it's, it's not going to be like a fascist, um, a fascist power like since day one, uh -huh. you know, but it's going to be, she's she going to like um, accelerate the fascis fascization. Fascistization of France. Exactly, okay, of yeah. France, you know, uh -huh. but you know, we, we all like, in France, we know what it's like to have a, a fascist party like uh, yeah. like in power, you know, it, during World War II, we, we began with that. Vichy, you know? yeah, of course. Vichy, exactly. And we know what it's like to resist. Do you think the streets will explode? I hope so, I hope so. But you know, when Jean-Marie Le Pen was at the second round in 2002, yeah. uh, there were like one million people um, like in the streets, like the, the week after. Today, uh, Marine Le Pen is at round two uh -huh. and like there is nothing, absolutely nothing. Nobody's gonna like protest, nobody's like uh. going like to invade the streets. Because you know? in 2002 when her dad was on the ballot paper, that was a massive shock. But there hasn't been the same shock mm -hmm. because it is normalized. Yes, everything is normalized, you know, like the, the, the presence of Marine Le Pen is normalized. I don't know, it's very complicated, you know, to, to, to say, okay, this is like the extreme right uh -huh. and it's totally different than the right, yeah. you know, because sometimes they have like exactly the same, the same speeches. Cool. For example, Gérald Darmanin, he was on a, on, a, on a debate on TV, on national television, uh -huh. uh, in front of, um, against Marine Le Pen. Uh -huh. And he said to Marine Le Pen, on the immigration issue, he said, you're too soft, yeah. you know? And, and she, the like, look on her face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. okay, yeah, course, yeah. he's really saying that, you know? Uh -huh. So it's, so that's why like, it's like particularly complicated to, 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 to say, okay, we're gonna vote for Macron because like he's so much better and his government is so much better than, mm -hmm. than Marine Le Pen. The very concepts of left and right emerged in the French Revolution of the 18th century and the far right in France has a long pedigree indeed. After Benito Mussolini's fascists seized power in Italy in 1922, followed by Adolf Hitler's Nazis in Germany 11 years later, far-right leagues such as Action Française thrived in France and in 1934 rioted in the streets of Paris, leading to fears of a fascist coup. When the Nazis occupied France in 1940, a collaborationist government headed by the then war hero Marshal Pétain in Vichy overturned the republican order, replacing the revolutionary slogans of liberté, égalité, fraternité with travail, famille, patrie, work, family, homeland. Disgraced after the liberation of France, it wasn't until the 1980s that the far right revived under Jean-Marie Le Pen and his National Front, then combining right-wing attacks on François Mitterrand's socialist government, which in the early 1980s spoke of a break with capitalism, with xenophobia and racism. Le Pen has been convicted of racism, or inciting racism, multiple times, dismissing the Holocaust as a mere detail, questioning whether six million Jews were murdered, and whipping up anti-Muslim bigotry. In an effort to present a new moderate image, Marine Le Pen expelled her father from the party and renamed it National Rally, Rassemblement National, but its core remains the same, and she's declared her support for Vladimir Putin's policies. But opportunistically, she's raided the rhetoric of the left, opposing hikes to the retirement age, 
supporting cuts to VAT on energy, opposing privatisation, while calling for income tax to be scrapped for the under-30s. But those hoping Macron's so-called centrism represents a firewall to stop the far right are shortly peddling an illusion. His interior minister, Gérald Darmanin, denounced Le Pen on national television for being too soft on immigration, and Macron has been condemned by Human Rights Watch for tearing down refugees' tents. What hope, then, for a French left offered a choice between the far right and neoliberalism? Edouard Louis is a writer who was born into a working-class family which has time and time again voted for the National Front. I wonder, is there any cause for optimism at all? Something is switching again, and uh, I hope and I believe that there is the beginning of a, of, a, of a strong dynamic that is being recreated again on the left and the connection between the left and the working class people. Uh, when I was a child, all my family was voting for the far right, and at this last election, all my family voted for Mélenchon. In a strange way, you know, in politics, it's very difficult to change someone. It's very difficult to, to change people. If I talk to you and I try to, to, to change you, you will get stuck on your position, and that's a normal thing, that's a kind of a human reaction. But in a way, it's easier to change the world that, than to change a person and to change an individual. Because if you change the space of discourses, the space of, of speeches, the way we can talk, the way we address reality, then so many people, like uh, co so many collectives, so many categories, so many groups of people will follow it. And I think what happened with Mélenchon is that for so long, so many working class people, poor people, didn't get in the political field mm -hmm. a way to talk about themselves, a way to say I, a way to say I suffer, or I want a better life, I want a better future, I want more opportunities. And, and they had the illusion that the only ones that who were providing a space for that were the far right. So therefore it became I suffer because of migrants, or I suffer because of, 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 of uh, women's rights or LGBT people. But if you provide suddenly another way of saying I, like I suffer because of capitalistic oppression, I suffer because of class injustice, then so many people follow and change the way of saying I, of saying us, of saying as a group we want something else. And at this last election in France you saw some of the like, um, um, urban working class and non-white working class uh, voting for Mélenchon in a huge uh, amount, you know, huge amount of votes going to the left and going to Mélenchon, and so many um, uh, rural uh, white working class people voting for the far right. And you are in a kind of situation where you have like two working classes, two Frances, uh, fighting against each other, you know. Uh, so the question becomes like how to uh, end this war and to make people understand that they are on, on the same side, that they are suffering from the same uh, domination. I mean, when I was a child, I was, a, I was this gay child and my mother was, is a woman and we were both uh, suffering from masculine domination and, and uh, from patriarchy, from domi masculine domination. And uh, because of that, she was calling me faggot. And because of that, I was, I was treating her badly because she was a woman and we had learned to treat women badly. And in a strange way, or in a paradoxically logical way, uh, the fact that we were experiencing same domination put us apart in, instead of putting us together. And so at a macro level with the working class, it's really what is going on. Do you think you could bring yourself to vote for Macron? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that... Um, I think that the vote against the fascism should be unconditional. 
I know that the problem between Macron and Le Pen is that they are uh, the cause and the consequence of, of, of the same thing. Uh, we all know that uh, uh, technocratic bureaucracy and neoliberal people like Macron are the ones who are creating the poverty, the exclusion, the misery, the desperation that would make people vote for the far right. So at the end, I know that when you, are, you, uh, you have a choice between Macron and Le Pen, you have the, 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 to make a decision between the, the, the cause and the consequence of, a, of the same system, of the same structure. In the dominant class, so, so many people have an aesthetical relationship to politics. They will tell you, uh, no, I'm not going to vote for Macron at the second round against the far right, for example, uh, because it makes them feel good because they don't have to deal with this disgust of voting for Macron, which I understand, it disgusts me. Um, but it can be a purely aesthetical position, because for them it's not going to change their life so much, you know. Um, but in fact, we have to think in terms of like a vital relationship, a strategical and vital relationship to politics. Uh, what is going to change for other people? And the, the, the kind of aesthetical disposition towards politics is, is a bourgeois uh, disposition. It's a bourgeois way of dealing with politics. So um, we have to be ready to do things that disgust us in order for other people not to be killed. Le Pen announced that she would cut the possibility for uh, strangers to see doctors, for example. Uh, am I going to go to my bed in the evening, say, OK, I'm proud of myself because I didn't vote for Macron and those people are going to die because they don't have access mm -hmm. to a doctor. Uh, this is an aesthetical position towards politics. And for me, this is a problem. Uh, and, and once again, I know that Macron is the, is the cause of, of Le Pen, uh, but it's probably easier to fight against the cause than to fight against the consequence because the consequence is too dangerous. For those who wish to stop the far right seizing power in France, the only means at their disposal is a vote for Macron. Thanks to this tactical voting, and despite the abstentions of those who cannot bring themselves to vote for the incumbent, Macron is likely to win again. But those who see what is called centrism as an antidote to that unhelpfully vague catch-all term populism must surely see that it's left France even more angry and discontented than it was. According to polling, Macron is widely seen to be a president of the rich because of his tax policies. His carbon tax clobbered the less well-off and drove French citizens onto the streets, some losing eyes and hands because of police violence. And his drive to hike the retirement age hits poorer people, the least affluent men have a life expectancy 13 years lower than their wealthier counterparts. If his authoritarian administration believed that pandering to racism would defang the far right, they could not have been more wrong. Look across the Atlantic too. Joe Biden's victory was seen as a return of the grown-ups just like Macron, defeating extremism and making politics boring again. But as his popularity has collapsed, particularly among younger voters, a return of Donald Trump cannot be ruled out with possibly terminal consequences for American democracy. The far right may not win in France this time, but they are closer to power than ever. The stagnation of living standards and pessimism about the future brought by a broken economic model has fueled mass disillusionment which the far right has fed upon. But for so-called centrists, the political consequences are little more than mass irrationality and hysteria to be cured by their so-called grown-up politics. But they were completely wrong. And in time, as a result, we may all find ourselves paying the price. <laughs>